Section 85 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. Monaghan's Frenzy, Chapter 15. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah Michelle from Michigan. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The road was now not so crowded as it had been. Minutes would pass and only a few travelers would come and minutes more would go when nobody was in sight at all. Then two men came down the road. They were clerics. "'I never saw that kind of uniform before,' said Mac Antuve. "'Even if you didn't,' said Bonnigan, "'there are plenty of them about. "'They are men that don't believe in our gods,' said he. "'Do they not indeed?' said Mac Antuve. "'The rascals!' said he. "'What, what would Mananan say to that?' "'The one in front carrying the big book is to braid.' He is the priest of Kelkamain, and he is the chief of the two. Indeed and indeed, said Macandouve. The one behind must be his servant, for he has a load on his back. The priests were reading their offices, and Macandouve marveled at that. What is it they are doing? said he. They are reading. Indeed and indeed they are, said Macandouve. I can't make out a word of the language except that man behind says Amen, Amen, every time the man in front puts a grunt out of him. And I don't like our gods at all, said Macandouve. They do not. Play a trick on them, master, said Macandouve. Monaghan agreed to play a trick on the priests. He looked about them hard for a minute, and then he waved his hand at them. The two priests stopped, and they stared straight in front of them. Then they looked at each other, and then they looked at the sky. The clerk began to bless himself, and then to braid began to bless himself, and after that they didn't know what to do. For where there had been a road with a hedge on each side and fields stretching beyond them, there was now no road, no hedge, no field, but there was a great broad river sweeping across their path, a mighty tumble of yellow-brown waters, very swift, very savage, churning and billowing and jockeying among rough boulders and islands of stone. It was a water of villainous depth and of detestable wetness, of ugly hurrying and of desolate cavernous sound, and at a little to their right there was a thin, uncomely bridge that waggled across the torrent. Tibraid rubbed his eyes, and then he looked again. "'Do you see what I see?' said he to the clerk. "'I don't know what you see,' said the clerk. "'But what I see I never did see before, and I wish I did not see it now.' "'I was born in this place,' said Tibraid. "'My father was born here before me, and my grandfather was born here before him. "'But until this day and this minute I never saw a river here before, and I never heard of one.' "'What will we do at all?' said the clerk. "'What will we do at all?' "'We will be sensible,' said Tibraid sternly. "'And we will go about our business,' said he. "'If rivers fall out of the sky, what has that to do with you? "'And if there is a river here, which there is, "'why, thank God, there is a bridge over it, too.' "'Would you put a toe on that bridge?' said the clerk. "'What is the bridge for?' said Tibraid. "'Monaghan and Macandu followed them.' When they got to the middle of the bridge, it broke under them, and they were precipitated into that boiling yellow flood. Monaghan snatched at the book as it fell from Tibraid's hand. "'Won't you let them drown?' Master asked Macandouve. "'No,' said Monaghan. "'I'll send them a mile down the stream, and then they can come to land.' 
Monaghan then took on himself the form of Tabraid, and he turned Mac Anduve into the shape of the clerk. "'My head has gone bald,' said the servant in a whisper. "'That is part of it,' replied Monaghan. "'So long as we know,' said Mac Anduve. They went on then to meet the King of Leinster. End of chapter 15